Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here. Bo Matthews in studio. Producer Chad Ellis in studio as well. Uh, you may be listening to us on 97.1 FM Talk. That's the only time I'm going to do this, Steve, if you're listening. You might be listening <laughs> to us on 97.1 FM Talk. You might be listening to us on KMOX. We've been on 97.1 for about uh, coming up on two years now, and we are now uh, thrilled to also be airing this show on KMOX. So uh, our sister station, the voice of St. Louis, and we are so Proud to have that uh, happening now for us. Uh, Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors, pretty self-explanatory. We are going to, uh, every week, talk about guns, gun rights, gun laws. Uh, we answer a lot of your questions that you can send my way on Twitter at TonyColombo971. Um, and we are going to talk about, like, for example, uh, the uh, uh, rifle season just started and uh, so we'll, we'll talk hunting, we'll talk fishing, we'll talk camping, we'll talk outdoor sportsman stuff. So all of that is what we do here on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Uh, we're going to start the show as we do every week uh, with my friend Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, who has been on this show since day one. And uh, it's great to, uh, to talk to you, my friend. Aaron, how's it going? Good. How are you? I I can't complain. Uh, I have some questions, as I always do for you. I want to pick your brain on a couple of issues happening in this world. But first, tell folks about Southern Armory and what is happening out there. Well, we just got uh, the new update for our firearms training simulator. And I was in play with it the other day, and it was awesome. And what I've created is a, a junkie, a zombie junkie, out of my daughter, Piper. Uh, she's like literally. She loves to kill zombies. Yeah, she's zombie this, she's zombie that, and I'm like, what did I do? This is great. So, uh, so anyway, uh, so we got a new update, and there's just a ton new uh, scenarios uh, to come in and practice with from the from the defensive. Uh, standpoint for just justifiable use of a firearm or from the entertainment use of you know zombies and 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 the other uh entertainment factors uh, that we have on there this is more than just not the zombies too there's uh the other thing that piper and i like to do is shoot uh balloon animals and they have like a balloon <laughs> safari and they have like crocodiles and giraffes and elephants and stuff so mm-hmm. she loves Making uh, bubbles is what right. she calls them. She loves making the bubbles pop. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, you can also so. do things like home defense situations. So you can Absolutely. you can play it kind of like a video game, but it's it's more than a video game because the the gun is actual size and weight. And in if you do those more realistic scenarios, um, it's it's good legitimate training, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and we have two types of firearms. Uh, we have one that if you just want to focus on uh, your fundamentals of marksmanship, uh, you, can, you can do that. And then we have another one that if you want to add in the element of recoil, uh, you can do that. So they're, they're both um, like Glock-style pistols. The one is a Glock, um, and it has a recoil kit in it, and you, know, you actually get the recoil. Out, out of the firearms, so it's like shooting the real deal, mm-hmm. and it's far less expensive to come in and use the firearms training simulator than to actually go to the range. Yeah. By the time you buy the ammunition, buy the targets, pay for the hour on the on the lane. If you bring a friend with you, uh, you know you're spending hundred hundred fifty plus dollars um, for just an hour at the range. Where this is like sixty bucks. And so, a question for you, Aaron: Is it? Can you describe it? Is it a room that's got green screen, or is it? A, is it like a, a Pac-Man video game kind of thing? So yeah, so it's an actual room. Um, so the the screen is about thirteen feet high. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and uh, probably about fifteen feet, sixteen feet wide, and uh, projects on the wall in front of you. Uh, there's uh, the projector, and then there's two cameras overhead, and the cameras uh, have lenses, uh, filters on them, lenses that go on them, and uh, makes it where it picks up the IR signature off of the laser from either the, the firearm that has no recoil or, or the recoil firearm. And we even have an AR-15 if you want to use uh, that as well. That is awesome. And the computer knows where you're shooting uh and then you know scores it appropriately so if you're doing a defensive situation it knows if you're shooting zombies everybody knows you shoot them in the head uh so it it, it just knows there's a great demo video on southernarmory.com southernarmory.com that's southernarmory.com yeah see yep. there and, we still got that touch yeah. Yeah, I'm just making sure. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> southernarmory.com. There you go, y'all. There's that voice, Ooh, baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah. Uh, you go, you go to the website and you can click on Firearms Training Simulator on the left, or if you wait, the banner ad will scroll, th- scroll through, and you can just click on that, and it'll take you right through. Yep. Hey, Aaron, so, before we uh, yeah. run out of time, I really want to dive into one of these uh, topics. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The me. Supreme Court ruled this week that the Sandy Hook families no. uh, can sue Remington because that was what the gunmen used at, at Sandy Hook. Uh, uh-huh. We've got we've got two minutes. Uh, tell me what, what your reaction to that was and what you think about um, about that Supreme Court ruling and how dangerous it could be. So, it, complete shock. I was sitting there like, are you kidding me? Uh, and then you really dive in and you start reading the article more, and they're not using it as uh, the, the facet we all think they are. They're suing it under like a um, – like, you ever see the movie Zombieland where he's like false advertising, right, where they're in there with the fried Twinkies. And uh, they're, they're suing it basically because they promoted the weapon as a military-style uh, weapon. And not because it was quote used, um, so it, it's kind of weird um, because you know now um, you know it, they're going to allow lawsuits, I guess, based on um, how the product was advertised. 
so uh, kind of strange. Uh, most lawsuits I've seen in the past in the firearms industry have been because of like faulty product. Um, Remington uh, had a lawsuit out for um, their 700s for the trigger mechanism that was bad mm-hmm. and uh, it was going off accidentally and there were some deaths around the country, et cetera. So it was more of a product liability uh, standpoint. So I think it's dangerous, slippery slope, right? Yeah, Pandora's box. Now, yeah, because because now you have manufacturers like Daniel Defense who who you know says it's like you know like mil- military grade, right? And then everybody says, well, my gun is mil spec. So what does that mean? The, the common person probably doesn't know what mil spec is. It's just a, the military standard where all the components are really going to just interchange with one another. So uh, if you take that outside the firearms industry. Um, and let's say apply it to knives. Now people that cut towards themselves, or you know, and hurt themselves, or uh, we have a mass knifing, uh, which is common in in uh, Great Britain yeah. and China and Japan. Uh, now all of a sudden, are those manufacturers going to be held responsible? I mean, it's it's right. it's absolutely ridiculous, Un, uh, and it's going to be very interesting to see how all of this plays out because that is going to really tell the story because the first time that uh uh you know somebody gets ran over by a car and somebody wants to sue ford because uh the the guy was driving a ford or like you said the knife situation um you know we're going to be really uh, tangled up in a mess and i think that in the gut with the gun situation we're already going to be tangled up in a big mess as well Uh, unfortunately we are uh, just about out of time uh one more time real quick how can people find southern armory and learn more about that fine store Absolutely. Uh, come in, visit us. We're one mile east of 270 and 44, 9901 Watson Road, com. SouthernArmory.com. That's SouthernArmory.com. You don't get to do I'll it. I was going to give Bo a chance. All right, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. SouthernArmory.com. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, then, that's a good uh, addition to socials, that team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Social Southern Armory. Uh, we've got an Instagram. We've got a Twitter. And then uh, Second Amendment Radio on Facebook. I do little uh, web stuff. Uh, on their lives and whatnot That's right. uh, in, between, in between the shows. Yep, very good. Aaron, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again next week, my friend. All right, definitely. All right, talk we, to you next week. You Bye. bet. Got to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk to the boys from Osage County Guns joining us in studio. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Hello and welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo in studio with Bo Matthews, producer Chad Ellis, and now, as I mentioned in the last segment, joining us in the studios, our friends from Osage County Guns, John and Jake. It is great to see you guys. Uh, first off, how you guys doing, and how are things out in Wright City, Missouri? Great, great. <laughs> Thank you so much again for the invitation and for, uh, for having us in studio. Um, we are excellent. Can't complain at all. Um, you know, a little snow here and there, but... Yeah, right. uh, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going. We're we're staying busy as always, and uh, as as we have, we're actually still bringing in more new product into the store. Uh, we just brought in one or two new lines uh, to kind of fill in some more gaps. So mm-hmm. um, we've got like forty or fifty new firearm SKUs that we didn't have out there before. Which, I don't challenge. know where you're putting them. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's the problem. Yeah, we've got to find a home now. We're running out of space. Anyone who has not been out to Osage County Guns and Ride City yet, you have got to get out there and see it. It is a beautiful, brand-new store with thousands, literally thousands of firearms in stock, 6,000 square feet of the retail store. Is that right? That's right. And so all the firearms, of course, all the gear, all the accessories, um, it's awesome. And I think the last time that you were on the show with us was right after the official grand opening. You guys have actually been open out there in Wright City for a, a little while now. I was out there during the sort of soft opening period. Uh, now it's full-blown. Grand opening has come and gone. You guys are, are full steam ahead. Um, for anybody who didn't hear you last time you were on or are just getting to know Osage County Guns, just the, just the real quick you know, like, uh, what was the what was the reason for for building out there in Wright City? Why such a gigantic store? You know, with you know, I can't imagine the overhead and the inventory that you guys have to deal with. I was in the back room uh, on a on a little tour when I was there, and I just can't I can't believe the, the just the amount of inventory that you guys are managing. It is it is amazing, and literally, if you're gonna go buy a gun. If you're buying a shotgun for hunting season, like we're a rifle for hunting season, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes, uh, home defense or just any sport shooting, anything, you guys have a selection, a full selection on every type of gun you could think of. So uh, just kind of talk about the genesis of Osage County Guns and where you guys came from and started at. So we started at our prior location in Bell, Missouri, outside of Bell, and uh, started out as a little brick-and-mortar gun store. And uh, we essentially evolved into a big internet operation. Uh, it took us a number of years to grow and build and reinvest in the company. But, uh, you know, we, we grew and slowly added new lines and found new niches. And the inventory just kept on growing and growing. And at that location, we kept uh, expanding and remodeling and, and adding storage and everything. And we kind of just hit the point where we were out of space. And um, we knew that we wanted to, to move to a different location that would be more visible, easy, more easily accessed to the public, and uh, where we could have a nice retail store to show off the inventory that was just sitting in our warehouse. And so it took us a couple of years, but we settled in on Wright City and uh, worked with the city, very accommodating. Uh, the, the, you know, everything about the zoning and the affordability of Wright City uh, was really the, the perfect home for us. And so, uh, you know, got the construction finished and we moved uh, at the beginning of this year and, and opened up. Uh, we started initially just keeping the Internet operation running. And then in April, we uh, opened the retail store. And, it, 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 and, you know, people will drive to a place like that. Uh, they, they, they'll drive hour, two hours. And, and of course you have the online uh, stuff, but, uh, it's an, it's an attraction now yep. because it is so big. Uh, it is. although I only hear it's big. I haven't seen it <laughs> in person. There, I haven't man. been invited, but it's that's incredible. okay. Um, They're open to the public, Bo. Oh, good. Okay. No <laughs> invitation needed. Uh, but, but, you know, people hear, Ooh, right city. I'm in Kirkwood. There's. But they drive. They do. And even at our old location, we had a lot of customers drive two, three, even four hours. They would drive from Kansas City because we had such a wide selection of of products from Nighthawk Custom or STI, um, Ed Brown, uh, high-end firearms that they couldn't see anywhere in the state. 
and they would drive because we had them. Right. And Good you know, you. they knew that they wanted to make a purchase of some sort. They wanted to put it in their hands. So your store is your warehouse. It's it's mostly right. Uh, well, the store is one third the size of our building, actually. So we have uh, sixty two hundred total square feet of retail and we have about 10,000 square feet of warehouse. So wow. there's still a lot behind the scenes you don't see. Yeah. Um, but we've definitely stocked out the retail store near its capacity. <laughs> well, Chuck's Boots is like that because they, they have everything on the shelf. They have no storage. If you've been into their store, it's like, wow, there is that many boots. So that's pretty smart. Yeah. So a lot of people are uh, really excited about the beginning of rifle season. Um, uh, I would imagine that you guys have all the gear, all the guns, everything to uh, equip a hunter that is going out there. Um, has that been a big part of of the business here lately, people gearing up for hunting season? Yeah, I'd say, you know, historically in the firearms industry, that – End of August, first of September. You know, we those that enjoy the outdoors and the hunting side of business and and as a sport, kind of get the bug and the itch, right? And we start to see cooler weather. Football turns on. Hunting season's close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're as giddy as a geek like I am, you start getting your camo out and you start like putting outfits together. It's total schoolgirl. <laughs> but but you start really getting that bug, and so therefore the business starts to start to increase, and you start to understand that. Okay, I can go out in early teal duck season, and then this, and then you got archery deer, now rifle deer coming up, yeah. and so um, we we see a good amount of increase. Uh, people looking to change out their scopes. Last year they dropped the rifle, or they just couldn't see through it, or this year they think they're gonna shoot that number one first, you know, largest buck they've ever killed at an extra hundred or two hundred yards. Yeah. I need to see further, better. In my case, I'm just getting older and I can't see very well. So, yeah, um, so you start to you start to shift some of that new calibers. That's always a fun part uh, of the. The firearms is, hey, last year, this caliber that I used was great, but I, I want to hit something and do a, a better job with it, more accuracy, more power, whatever. Yeah. So. What about the weather? Um, like you said, it went from, I mean, <laughs> last weekend, we were at a Veterans Day parade on Sunday of last weekend, and it was 70 degrees right. and sunny, and we were like in T-shirts. Yeah. And then the next day, it was 10 and there was snow on the ground. I learned real quick that I am nowhere near fat enough uh, for for this cold weather. I, I am an absolute wimp. Um, and you How guys, does it affect the your but hunting? It's, it's fantastic for the hunting aspect. Is it because, okay? Because what what starts to happen is as that colder weather starts to blend in, we start to see the deer themselves will start to change, and they'll start to see that uh, things are coming up. It'll change some of their feed patterns. It will change uh, the rut. Um, and the rut has historically always, uh, you know, uh, at a certain two to three week time period. Um, and uh, you'll start to see some of that interaction start to happen earlier, um, you know. And I'm 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 from out west, and so we uh, w- that also changes a lot of things for anybody that's you know maybe thinking about going out west for elk and things like that. That colder weather kicks in a lot of things a lot faster, mm-hmm. um, and it's a really good sign. So with your moon phases um, and your weather and your cold shift, that's going to change some patterns, uh, feeding earlier and later, and. So it can have some real positive effects uh, on certain areas, and others it could be a little bit of a drawback. But I think I asked if you had deer stands, and I think you said no. We currently don't. No. Okay. Do you have deer? Uh, do you have deer calls and duck calls? We don't. So okay. currently, we our side of the business hasn't been as heavily involved in the hunting side of the business, other than uh, firearms. Sure. And of now course. with the bigger retail store, optics, rings, bases for that, the ammunition, mm-hmm. um, and more firearms ex- accessories. We've been selling a lot of tripods and bipods. Um, that uh, that really help aid in the hunting scenario in a blind or on the ground. But uh, as far as the calls and that kind of stuff, that we haven't really dabbled in that that much this oh, year. Yeah. And I think part of it is 
as we see the increase in the business for that, uh, we're, we're happy to cater to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this will be our first time in Wright City during a hunting season. And uh, so far, it's been good. Um, and as we get more you know, the feedback from the consumer and know that more people are coming in to look for those things, I'm happy to put them in there. I, yeah. I, it, yeah, if you've got room. Right. We'll, well, sure. well, and, we'll find the room. And, uh, and, and, John, one thing that I really noticed when I was out there is the knowledge. I mean, you know, Jake is obviously very knowledgeable uh, when it comes to all the aspects of, of just about every firearm, but in, you know, that all that hunting knowledge as well. Uh, the whole staff is like that, though. They and are. so if you don't, if there, if you go out there and you're buying a rifle or a new scope or some new gear and you have questions about like, well, what's the best duck call or where can I get a, a stand? Your guys are going to have are. that information yes, for them. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that was, I think, part of the the idea, right? I mean, everybody yes. out there is an expert in yes. firearms and many other things. Deep knowledge. Yes, and and you know, individually, I think everybody really. We have some unique areas of focus where different employees have different interests, and so you know, I think everybody has a very good, broad understanding of of nearly everything within the industry. Um, but then some of them are more into long range shooting. So we have one of our guys. Uh, who excels at long range shooting and he does a ton, you know, 500 yards and out. Mm. And, um, mm. you know, so that's that's what he really loves. And uh, then you've got some of the other guys that do more tactical and close range and handgun shooting. So it it's kind of runs the gamut. But, um, you know, it's it is nice having, you know, the interaction that we can have with our customers now, which is a totally different environment than when we were just an Internet, yeah, really yeah. an Internet company. Yeah. Uh, Jake, one thing that we get a lot of questions about when it comes to the uh, beginning of hunting season like this is um, uh, dads with, you know, kids that are, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old and they want to start bringing them out on those first hunts. Uh, what's your advice for people that are coming in and maybe looking for that that uh, beginner gun for uh, a kid? Um, they're just trying to uh, introduce somebody to uh, uh, to, to the hunting experience, like, do you have any like basic advice or just come out and let's talk about it and we'll figure it out? Yeah. I mean, it's, it really comes in, in those situations. It, it, it's really a catered to the individual. Um, you know, my daughter who's 12 really wants to get into the hunting scene. I've had her out and, and started her off with a little rimfire 22, you know, is she big enough to jump into a Hey, grandpa's old 30 out six. No, not at all. You know, um, and and you don't want those first time experiences to to set them backwards. Uh, you great want it point. to be an enjoyable. So That's a great point. Understanding the size of the individual to cater a firearm to fit comfortably, and then the recoil aspects. And there's some great cartridges out there that could be utilized for um, for hunting, but also just for shooting. And so, in uh, different firearm platforms, and and so there's a, really a sit down to sit with the the parent and the child and say okay what is your main goal where are your where's your hunting going to be mostly and know that you know there's a range aspect that's a comfort range so certain calibers are great for uh, being able to utilize it out to 500 yards but other ones are really great within 100 yards and so um, you know there's some historic calibers that are great uh, that that most people lean towards Uh, a 243 um, probably one of the most prevalent uh, whitetail cartridges out there. It's been around forever and a day, and it's a fantastic cartridge. Um, lends itself to be a little bit softer shooting. Um, also easier to find a compact rifle, which would be your length of pull. Uh, the the stock length to the trigger is shorter uh, on a compact rifle, so it may fit 
somebody that's a little smaller frame, yep. women, wives, or mm. uh, younger children. So um, there's a lot of good opportunities. It really, it's uh, kids grow and are so different that you kind of have to fit. Oh, my daughter's 12. She's this size, but somebody may have a son that's 12 that's bigger than I am. So. Right. Just <laughs> listening to you, if you're listening to the show and you're and you're listening to Jake talk, you are so wise, probably <laughs> way beyond your years, because it really comes down to training a, a young person uh, how to clean the gun, how to respect the gun, how to shoot the gun, of course. But you got to take the time. My first hunting experience, I'm a little kid. I'm maybe seven, eight years old. My, my dad, we're in Arizona in the station wagon in the desert. He hands me a revolver and says, sit on the hood and try and shoot a jackrabbit. No training, never held a gun in my life. This was a long time ago. And he claims I tried to shoot him, but uh, I, I don't think I did. Uh, never got a jackrabbit. But, uh, tried to shoot your dad or the jackrabbit? My dad claims to this day I was still trying to shoot him, but I probably was like, look at it. I, you know, it really comes down to you truly have to train. And even as an adult, I learn every day that I'm around my guns. I, I'm learning how to clean it this way or that way. It, it does take a lot of time, and your staff can help do that, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, one more quick question before we have to take a break, but the guys from Osage County Guns are going to stick around, so you should too. Uh, want to get in the next segment, want to get into some of the um, uh, gun issues that are out there right now. But uh, to wrap up this um, this sort of hunting discussion, Jake, do you have, or either one of you, do you have an, uh, an opinion? I know everybody... I know the answer is you know your kid and you know what they're, you know, everybody's kid is a different maturity level. Some 10-year-olds are more like a 15-year-old and some 15-year-olds are more like a 10-year-old. But do you have an opinion on, like, when is the right age to start taking somebody out uh, hunting and, and shooting and that sort of stuff? you have a uh, time, per, uh, like a window maybe? My, my personal opinion is the sooner the better. Yeah. Um, and, and that doesn't mean that, that they go and actually have to handle a firearm. Um, but to understand and learn the woods, to understand and learn to be patient, um, to be mm, quiet, mm-hmm. to be able to sit still for mm-hmm. more than two seconds. Um, I, I've so, you know, I, I love my That's kids. That's what I go through with my kids on the bass boat. Uh, yeah, like, exactly. Patience. And, uh, you know, I've got, I've got four daughters um, and, uh, and we just had a little boy. He's six weeks. And, and so we, I have been able to take my older girls um, and just sit in the blind with me on a hunt for four hours. Right, I'm not gonna torture him for an eight-hour sit. I can't sit for eight hours because I'm, I'm a Western boy. So this is sitting all day is weird. But, but, but to go and sit for four hours for a little, uh, a young child in a in a cold environment can be a bit daunting. So yeah. it, it's no plans on them hunting. I'm hunting. They're with me. Um, and do I expect to see anything that night? No, I'll be ready if something happens. But it's really just the introduction, right? Um, and spending one-on-one time, and that's the biggest part is is just spending the the time um, as a family together is the greatest portion. But and over time, so I say the younger the youngest you can get them out and start acclimating them into the world, the better. Good stuff. All right, the guys from Osage County Guns are going to stick around. Got another segment of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors coming up. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in studio with my partner Bo Matthews. Chad Ellis, producer to the stars, is here as well. <laughs> and uh, John and Jake from Osage County Guns have been nice enough to come in and join us in the studio this week. 
Uh, real quick, we'll, we'll do this again at the end, but uh, how can people, we talked about Osage County Guns, beautiful 6,000 square foot, huge retail store out there in Wright City. Um, how can people find you on the web and social media and all that stuff? Sure. Obviously, uh, we're all over the internet, so uh, <laughs> our name isn't the easiest to spell, though. We encourage Google, Osage County Guns, and uh, we're, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, Instagram. Um, we've got some presence on YouTube. And um, uh, obviously, we'd encourage you to check out our website. It shows the majority of the inventory, uh, specifically in firearms and uh, a lot of the other accessories that we carry and have in stock. You can see it's in stock. So if you're looking for something very odd or special or a new release, uh, you can see the stock status on our website before you come out. And you'll know it's available and you'll be able to put it in your hands and see it. As you're building the culture of your new fan base, new customer base, do you do anything as far as a wall? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Of fame for hunters, pictures, anything like that. Uh, you know, this uh, this is our first opportunity as as customers have been coming in the store uh, this last uh, two weeks, getting ready for this weekend. And we encourage people, um, whether they're buying their hunting rifle, and uh, I talked to a young uh, young kid the other day with his dad buying their hunting rifle, going out hunting for this first season. And nice. hey, we want to be that place that you come after you go home and show mom. Yeah. Yeah, come by and show us. So, uh, yeah. Bring us. Uh, we encourage people. Bring us pictures. Let's see what's going on. Uh, we've talked about putting up a little bragging board so people can hang up and see uh, the deer and or targets for groups, you know, whether you're just a sports shooter or a hunter, uh, you know, let us see what you're doing out there having fun. And, um, you know, it also kind of gives us a, a good feed on what's happening out there and, and where we can help cater to the to the market. Very nice. So how has the, you know, we got to get political, unfortunately, um, as we get closer and closer, you know, we saw this, uh, this impeachment hearing ridiculousness on Capitol Hill throughout the week. And uh, we're closing in on in another election year, and we see a crop of Democratic presidential candidates that are, uh, to a person, uh, the most extreme, in my opinion, um, uh, gun uh, limiting, uh, gun rights take away, <laughs> taking away your gun rights more than any group of candidates that I can ever remember. Um do your customers are they afraid of what could happen if a Democrat gets into office? Did the when the the closer we get, do they uh, do you see it affect sales? Um, what does how do, what do politics? What's the, what's the influence on on the business? The impact is significant, and it's it, it's really interesting to see because of our internet presence. We see. Uh, trends that the average customer would never know exists because uh, even on a state statewide level, um, you know we're pretty well insulated here in Missouri. So uh, we've got a great conservative, um, you know, group of politicians that that you know favor and protect the Second Amendment. But it's not the case in a lot of other states. And so we see these trends uh, as different states pass more restrictive and more restrictive legislation, uh, which restricts the rights of law-abiding citizens. And so we see spikes in sales 
uh, directly tied to that piece of legislation that's being enacted. So we've seen uh, instances in California where there was a uh, court ruling which struck the magazine capacity restriction. Mm -hmm. And the run on magazine sales for about a five-day window is astronomical. Mm -hmm. Virtually every magazine in our building that held more than 10 rounds was sold and shipped to California during that period of time. And we were digging out boxes of magazines in the warehouse um, that were, you know, old stock damaged packaging. The magazines were fine, but customers were just saying, what do you have? I will buy it. No I'll questions take anything asked. you got. Um, so now we're seeing and hearing news that I believe uh, Virginia is one of the next to pass uh, some what sounds like they're going to go after some very strict legislation. And so what what we see is we start to see this uptick in, in sales mm-hmm. and we see, you know, broadly looking at data, we see the shipments into these states. And so you you have these customers that are, that are worried that live in these states that just uh, they buy, they buy out of panic. They buy out of fear that yeah. they're going to lose the ability. And it wasn't something they were going to buy maybe this year. Maybe it was a purchase that, that was planned for down the road. Right. And now they're having to adjust their buying habits and shift funds uh, into this firearm and, and, and all the supporting accessories. So if they buy a rifle, they might want to buy 30 or 40 magazines because they expect those magazines are going to be banned. We. We saw that earlier this year uh, with suppressors. Mm-hmm. Is that are suppressors? Is there still a run on suppressors? How, what's uh, yeah? What's going that, on? You know, I think a lot of people sat around waiting forever for the Hearing Protection Act to to come in and save us and and really be. And I thought, it, you know, I didn't. I hoped that it would go through and and help out, but it it never came to fruition. So I think people that were waiting are starting to say, well, it's, there's no point in waiting anymore. Um, and so we've seen a, a, a decent uptick in. Uh, in suppressor or silencer sales um, over the course of the last month, and it looks like they're getting a little better, a little faster. Yeah, and, and that t- also helps. That was my next question. I've heard that the waiting period has has in some cases gone down dramatically. Yeah, there's no reason to think that that's going to last, but maybe take advantage of that while it's happening. What do you? While are, you can, I mean, before it was eight months to a year. Yeah, um, and now we're seeing them in less than six. Yeah. Uh, on a, on an occasion, so we, we've actually seen in the last, uh, I would say, over the last thirty days, we've seen the average uh, processing time for the tax stamp is three months. We've seen the fastest in about two months and fourteen days. Yeah, that's incredible. You and I were in a conversation the other day, and you were talking about suppressors, and I didn't know this. This is, buying a suppressor is is a different system or different yeah. product? That's a great, great question. That's a great. I, I, I know I'm just kind of entering the show here, but and there's a lot of people that are like that. They, that they don't understand that buying a suppressor, which is a silencer, you know, if you really, you know, so suppressor silencer, same Muffler. word, same word for the same for the for the same piece of uh, equipment. Um, it's not like buying a gun. You don't have to just pass uh, the regular uh, FBI background check that takes a day or le- or, or a matter of minutes. And you can walk out the door because you guys have them there in the mm-hmm. building. So yep. people see them and they think I can buy them and walk out. Go ahead. Well, no. So the main reason people buy a suppressor is? Hearing protection. Hearing protection. Yeah. Okay. This is good information. Of course, my mind goes to Hollywood movies and it's like all that stuff, right? And yeah. I wish I would have known this. I wish that I would have had it available the first time my, my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, went out shooting I was just so excited she wanted to do something I wanted to do. I take her out shooting, no ear protection at all. Oh. Her ears rung for three days, and I was I felt so bad. Yeah, and you can do you know you can do with very few you know rounds fired. You can do irreversible damage to your ears. Yeah, and yeah. so a lot of 
our parents and grandparents who grew up, they didn't use hearing protection. Right. And mm-hmm. you talk to the, the ones that are still living now and they'll tell you, you know, their hearing is, is wrecked yeah. because of that. And, uh, you know, I early on, I, I was war protection, but I didn't realize the impact of it until one day there was a situation where I was out in the country and uh, fired a few rounds without protection out of an AR-15, uh, maybe three or four rounds. And I'm confident that that alone was enough to where I occasionally notice some ringing that I'm, I know it originated from that one circumstance. Yeah. yeah. Talking to the guys from Osage County Guns, uh, for those who aren't familiar with it, that are thinking to themselves, oh, I thought I could get a suppressor just like I buy a gun. Kind of give the synopsis, the the brief, how that works. Like, why is it a longer waiting period? Yeah, that's a great and question. And how does it how does that work? The the program itself, so silencers, uh, they're mm-hmm. on what's called an NFA item, and so because of that, it's registered with the federal government. So you you have to fill out a, a more intense form um, and have fingerprints, uh, a passport a passport photo um, included with that, plus a check for two hundred dollars. Straight to the government. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as long as I've been in this industry, have never received a, an actual clear answer on what takes the government so long to run them, other than <laughs> they just have stuff to do and they get to it when they get to it. Um, and I've, I've spent a lot of time at ATF uh, and FBI centers over the course of my uh, history in this industry, and and there's never been a good resolve or an answer. Um, they just, they've got few people with a lot of background checks to run. Um, and so, you know, you see that time frame um, and uh, that gets backed up and it just takes a longer time. But then it's, you know, then they have to send you back the, the approval um, and it, it can be a lengthy process. And again, like I said, it, it used to be, you know, a year plus to, yeah. to get the approvals. And now, I mean, we're seeing them in three to four months. That's that's a huge. But it could go back to that could, year right? plus it, without it, anybody. The government shutdown took yeah. some time. You know, something like that happens again. Yeah, that's going to all come back. And it's so maybe take it if you've been if that's been one of the purchases that you've like you mentioned earlier. You know that maybe it wasn't a this year purchase or you know it wasn't something that you it's something that you wanted but you're kind of putting off. Maybe now's the time to go out and get one while these uh, wait times are so yeah, short. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be a Christmas present for this year. No, if, we if missed that already. If you haven't started. Right. <laughs> so uh, what is the background check of that any more different than a, than a firearm? Do we know? It's, it's, I mean, for what we see, it's it's it doesn't appear to be that much more um, because they're still utilizing essentially the same databases. If, if you can legally own a firearm, uh, we don't see circumstances where you – are denied on a suppressor. Um, I think it has as much or more to do with their processes and likely inefficient processes of documenting everything and keying it into their databases because they are, you know, logging the fingerprints. Yeah. Um, they are, you know, it's a little bit more information that, that they're taking than than the background check. And that information is transmitted uh, to them, to the ATF, where when you do a background check on a firearm, all the government really sees is that a firearm is being purchased, but they don't see right. they don't see what model of firearm point. or the caliber. Right. They know that <clears throat> you, as an individual, are purchasing a handgun or a rifle or uh, an other, um, but they don't know that that you're buying a you know AR-15 or a modern sporting rifle sure. or uh, you know a, a single shot rifle. Um, all they know is a firearm is purchased. But the government does know where every suppressor, right? Yes, they, they have they, they know everybody that's ever bought a suppressor. Where they bought it from, so they know how many are out there. Way different than like you're saying with the yes. 
with a firearm, with a regular gun. And if it's if it's about hearing protection, I want I want to get one for my wife. Heck, I want to get one for myself. Wearing headphones all my career, I'm like half deaf already. But uh, I think I figured out who's behind the the delay. It's the hearing aid company lobbyists. That's what it is. You could be Nailed that. It. They don't could want be. them. You're they welcome. Out there. And the Hollywood impact is is it? They're scary. They're used yeah. by assassins. That is the. Uh, stereotype that is yeah. based on suppressors yeah. and has, has probably single-handedly wrecked the ability for the, the Hearing Protection Act to pass. And you've got politicians who spread false information and and essentially communicate that, you know, the first the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to get a suppressor and then yeah. you're going to go use it on somebody so you don't get caught. That's yeah. what they're trying yeah, to the sell. Yeah, the movies have not done them any justice. Like when you watch John Wick and you see a person, you see two people having a gunfight in a subway station and nobody else even realizes it's happening because if silencers on their gun, which makes it, yeah, dead silent. They, you're talking about suppressing the sound by about 25%, right? I mean, isn't that about the average? Yeah, and, so it's say, still a very the bang is still very it, prevalent. And yeah. the the velocity of the round is a factor because it 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 helps eliminate that pop at at the barrel, but yeah. if the bullet, you know, is supersonic, then you're still going to get a crack, which is, you know, determined somewhat by the length of the barrel, right. the velocity, you know, things like that. Yeah, that's but, awesome. I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag, but they're they're not as quiet as they think they are. No, they are not. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to ruin it. Yeah. I like Hollywood. Well, that's I'm yeah. learning a lot here on the yeah, show Yeah, no kidding. And that's what we do here on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Real quick, uh, uh, guys from Osage County Guns, one more time, website, social media, all that good stuff. Yep, it's OsageCountyGuns.com. Google it. It'll autocorrect if you misspell it. And uh, <laughs> you'll also see right in that Google result, you'll see the, the links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We pretty much crush uh, you know, the, the search engine. So if you search for us, you will find us and awesome. uh, check us out online. Even if I punch in Osage Country Guns? It'll, it should autocorrect. It'll fix it. Right. There yep. you go. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Check them out out there in Wright City, Osage County Guns. Unfortunately, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We'll see you back here next week for my partner, Bo Matthews, our producer, Chad Ellis. I'm Tony Colombo. Thanks for listening. See you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 